Welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, where we break the tried and true presentation rules so that you can create a speech that stands out, makes an impact, and positions you as the go-to expert. And now your host, the instigator of the presentation rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Hey, 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 welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast. In today's three-word rebellion spotlight, we have Devin Smiley. Devin is an absolute expert in a skill that each of you, including me, 1,000% need for our businesses and our speaking business. It's also a skill that makes us wildly uncomfortable. That skill is negotiation. And negotiation often gets a bad rap because it's done so poorly. Instead, Devin is going to ask each of you to start to value the ask. Devin Smiley is a negotiation consultant and speaker with 15 years of experience with Forbes, Finest, and small businesses alike. She closed $5 billion, that's with a B, of commercial contracts as a lead negotiator. She brings this experience to organizations that are focused on securing strong commercial results without sacrificing relationships. Devin's global consultancy also includes work with small businesses and startups. Devin contributes as a mentor and advisor for programs including Startup Bootcamp, FinTech New York City, and Startup Canada. Her insights on negotiation have been featured in Glamour Magazine and the Chicago Tribune. A strong believer that negotiation benefits more than just the bottom line, Devin is honored to work with pro bono partners including the Clinton Foundation and UN Women to lead negotiation skills trainings for their teams and communities. Bottom line, Devin knows what she's talking about when it comes to negotiation and how to do it well and in a way that makes you feel good. Welcome to the podcast, Devin. I'm so excited to have you here. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and full disclosure, everyone, Devin is one of my clients. We did work on her three-word <laughs> rebellion, which are the questions I'm going to be taking you through today. But the first question I wanted to ask you, because even after working together, I don't know this <laughs> the answer to this. So tell me a little bit about your backstory. How did you get into the business of negotiation? I know. How on earth does one end up here? <laughs> when I was a little girl, I definitely did not dream of being a negotiation consultant. It was not even on the list, maybe quite far underneath ballerina and eye doctor. But I'm really glad I ended up here. And I came to negotiation through working in procurement. And I was working with a lot of vendors, expediting a lot of product, and realized that if only you had a really well-negotiated contract, it would make everyone's life so much easier. Yeah, so I decided to take matters into my own hands, move over to a contract negotiation role, and the rest is kind of history. I fell in love with it. So what do you love most about negotiation? I think what I love most, and, and believe me, at the beginning, I was not a huge fan of negotiation. I was really scared of it. I thought I'd have to become a total jerk in order to do it well. And what I liked most about it is that I could tap into my own natural abilities when I was doing it. I didn't have to be someone I wasn't in order to be successful. So for me, it was important. I could build the relationships and I could communicate well. 
And that made me a good negotiator. Everyone brought their own thing to the table. Well, and I think what's really important for everyone to understand is that you bring your skill, you bring your whole self to the negotiation table. You don't actually like put on a cloak of like, this is how I negotiate. (laughs) Exactly. And I'd always, people are surprised, and especially the people I would negotiate with, that I would actually show up at the negotiation table with the same personality that I'd had on our phone calls leading up to it. There wasn't some bait and switch of a really nasty character showing up when it was time to talk money. It was me, goofy, kind of silly, but great at her job, me. I love it. With negotiation, tell me, what are you rebelling against? Oh, all that negotiation that is done so, so badly. And this is, I call it, you know, the classic competitive alpha dog type of negotiation where you're banging your fist on the table and you're locking people in rooms till late at night to try and get them to agree to a deal. It's just, ugh, no, that feels good to absolutely no one and it needs to stop. Why do you think that's such a big trend? It's not even a trend. Why do you think negotiation is done that way when absolutely no one likes it? Exactly. Well, I think that's where we get trapped in this idea of what it should mean to be a negotiator. We have all these images of high-powered professionals in navy blue suits. So everyone's sort of bought into that as the way to get a good deal. And therefore, they just keep doing it because that's, of course, what they should be doing. Do you have any stories, like negotiation horror (laughs) stories you'd love to share? I have some horror stories when it comes to being brought in with a client and they look at me and they're like, Devin, we just don't understand why this negotiation isn't working. And within 10 minutes, I can see it's because no one is speaking to each other with any level of professionalism. People are ignoring one another. There's someone in the corner sleeping and another person's like banging their fist on the table to try and be the boss of the whole room. Like, you really don't have an idea why this isn't working? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I have to deliver the tough love (laughs) of how each of the people on that team needs to adapt their approach if they're going to get the good result. Oh my goodness. Yes. And what... What do you think this means for, especially for us, like small business owners or for the speakers? Like, is, is this one of the big reasons we're like so terrified to negotiate? Definitely. I mean, especially when you're the little guy, quote unquote, little guy, and you're going in to negotiate with a big client, a multinational organization, you're going to expect that they will treat you poorly, that they're going to throw around their weight. They're going to show you who's boss. And who on earth wants to be in a situation like that? So instead, we just kind of get whatever deal they give us and go, yes, please. Thank you very much. Signing here. Let's get this over with. We don't speak up. We don't make our ask. Yes. And it's funny because I see that a lot with speakers. They go in to a negotiation for their speaking fee and they have this I'll take what I can get mentality instead of actually having a strategy. Like one horror story is I had a client a few years ago and she was so excited because she booked a speaking gig and she's getting paid $1,000 for it. After this negotiation, she did some research and she found out the speaker the year before got paid $10,000. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. 
but <laughs> she she didn't have that like good mindset going in of actually making that ask. And it was just like, ah, you know, I'll settle. I'll take what I can get. I'm just lucky to be here. Oh, exactly. That's the worst. And you know what? There's a big difference between gratitude and being content with where you are in life and just settling for whatever someone happens to hand you. Huge difference between those two things. Yes. Yes. And we don't, yeah, I think I feel like part of your rebellion is like, don't settle. Like, just don't do it. Just don't settle for the scraps. So with that in mind, what kind of change do you want to create in the world? My big goal is that each and every person can step up and ask for what they want or need and actually feel good doing it. I think a lot of power in tapping into the fact that you as a human being have natural skills that will make you a great negotiator. You just need to learn how to leverage those at the right time in the right way. Yeah. And I do think that's also where like your three-word rebellion comes in is seeing that as a valuable source of communication even when we go to the negotiation table, seeing that as something that is valuable, it's worthy to pursue, right? Exactly. It's worth speaking up. I always, with my clients, say there's no guarantee you're going to get what you negotiate for, but you can always have that conversation. If you ask politely and professionally, there is nothing you cannot ask for in this world. I love it. (laughs) So, For the audience, what is like one of your best negotiation tips? Like, especially if you're just starting out, you're new to sitting down to the table to negotiate, or the only negotiation you have experience you have is like when you're buying a car, (laughs) (laughs) which is always a fabulous experience. (laughs) Oh, I know, isn't it? Like, uh, that's why I typically buy cars where there's no negotiation. (laughs) Like, the price is the price. But yeah, what do you suggest people do in order to start valuing the ask, in order for them to start becoming comfortable and better at negotiation? I think the very first step is twofold. First is you have to become more aware of your opportunities to ask. And my rule of thumb for this is that if there's anything in your business or your life where you are less than heck yeah, that's a sign there's something there you could ask to change. So it might be something as simple as you really don't like having an 8 a.m. phone call because you're not really a morning person and I put myself very firmly into this category. (laughs) Ask to change it to 10 a.m. That's Mm -hmm. a negotiation. That's something you can ask for that will make an immediate impact on your life. So So spotting the opportunity is big. So you are really reframing negotiation that it's not just about money and contracts, but it's about these everyday interactions. Everyday interactions. I know I even catch myself still chickening out of some of these everyday asks that I could be making. And it's something as simple as asking to reserve the phone booth at my co-working space and me chickening out because I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a hassle. It's a shared space. I don't want to be a nuisance. Well, no, I needed that space. It made my life so much easier. So ask. And of course they said yes. And of course it was no problem. And of course I shouldn't have been worried in the first place, but we still need to practice. And that's really, you know, spot the opportunity and then practice with the small asks because it's going to build your confidence for when you get to those big boy asks down the line. Wow. So I'm I'm just kind of blown away for a second because I'm really thinking about this, like how many times we don't ask for what we need. Maybe it's you need 
to start a, a client appointment 15 minutes late. Just asking, sure, it might not work for the client and you'll just, you know, go through with it anyway, but it's really making the ask in the first place is the important part. Exactly. Realizing that even the small asks, they have a ton of value. Even if you get a no, there's still value in having made the effort and made that ask. I love this. I think the big takeaway for everyone is to start making the small asks. And like one ask, well, you know this from working with me, right? Like Mm -hmm. one ask that I always tell my speakers is like, tell everyone you know that you're a speaker and if they know anyone. And that is like a small ask, but I am always surprised at how many people are resistant to it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but people want to know what you're up to. So just look at it this way. But they're like, oh, I I don't want to bother you. I don't want to like put myself (laughs) out there. I don't want to be a nuisance. All of those things. But that is the first step to getting to the place where you are comfortable at negotiation. So I love that so much. So the final question that I have for you is what would the world look like if everyone valued the ask and made the ask? (laughs) What kind of world would we live in? Oh, what a beautiful world that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the big difference we would have, especially when I look at the work I do with small businesses, speakers, entrepreneurs, a lot more empowerment. And I don't mean that in a woo-woo way, but just that we can own our role as business owners. We're not just the quote-unquote little guy, that we can actually go after what we want and need to grow our businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can make that switch, it means every interaction we have with a big boy is going to be a lot healthier. There's going to be a lot more balance and equilibrium of power I think that will help serve everyone. This idea of the equilibrium of power that we are all, if we start asking for what we want, what we need, we actually start embracing our power. We become more powerful in all of our communication. And especially, I know women have some Mm -hmm. issues. We tend to, yes. I know, (laughs) making the ask, even valuing it because they don't want to bother, but really becoming better at negotiation, taking that first action of just making a small ask. It's how we achieve, it's, it's the path towards equality for a lot of women. Exactly. And I always say my advice for women who feel that they can't ask for something because they're going to look greedy or selfish is to reframe it in terms of the benefit that ask brings to people in your community. So you might feel greedy raising your price, but if that ask means that your kid can now go to summer camp, that's a good win. That feels pretty good. That's not greedy at all. Mm -hmm. If it means that you can donate more to a charity that you care about, that's also not greedy. So reframing in terms of the broader impact your ask can have can really help you break down those roadblocks. I love that, Devin. So tell everyone where they can find you online. Online, my home is devinsmiley.com. And I hang out a lot on Instagram at Devin M. Smiley. Yeah, and please check out Devin's Instagram. It is fantastic. Not only does she have this Make the Ask series where she features other business owners who made the ask, but she lives in Paris. So you get these fantastic (laughs) shots of Paris that are amazing. And I can't recommend Devin's work more. This is a skill that you and I both need. And for me, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start making those small asks. So thank you so much for being here, Devin. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Speaker Podcast. If you're loving this show, please rate and review it on iTunes. It is the best way for speakers like you to find out about us. And you can learn more about Communication Rebels coaching and consulting services that help business owners and speakers make a bigger impact with their message while building a speaking business on their own terms at drmichellemazur.com.